You're listening to the Social Hub Podcast, a place where we give small brands the skills and know-how to master all their social media, digital, and content marketing. I'm your host, Stacey Cranich, mum, champagne drinker, and self-confessed karaoke queen. Join me in a journey of real conversations and meaningful messages that will help you grow in your business and life so you can have the most epic version of both. If you have a big vision and are ready to shine, then grab a cuppa or a cocktail and listen in. Which digital offer is right for you? A digital product like an ebook or a range of templates, an online course, or a membership group style community type thing. It can be so hard to know what digital offer is the right one for you and your business, as there are so many benefits to each one. And with every second expert out there wanting to tell you that one way is the right way, usually because they want to sell you their blueprint to teach you that way, it's no wonder there is apprehension and confusion around scaling your business into the digital world. In this episode, I have taken a live stream training I ran inside my Facebook group last week called Digital Product Course or Membership, Which One Should You Create?, where we chat about exactly that so you can be armed to know what digital offer could be right for your business. Here's the thing, they're all good, but not all good ideas are created equal and you need to consider a lot of things like your skills to create the thing, do you need to get anything outsourced, which would be the most profitable for you right now and which is going to suit your business model the best and also what's the right fit for you and your style long term. While having a digital product is, yes, 100% about your audience, getting it created and implemented is a lot about you. So let's have that chat so you can make a good decision about which digital offer you're going to move forward with. Now, at the end of this live, I discuss a few options for how you can continue to learn and be mentored on the choice that is right for you, either through learning to create a course or membership or creating your own digital product and potentially a digital product shop. All the links to find the resources that I mentioned are right here for you on the show notes page for today's episode at all the W's, the socialhubau.com forward slash 82. I'm going to hand over now to this episode. It is pretty incredible. So enjoy guys. Which product should you create? Should you create a digital product, a course or a membership? And the reason that I wanted to have this conversation is a couple of reasons, right? Um, One, obviously, I definitely have some ways that I can help you do that. That's totally, absolutely, 100% can happen. However, what I see a lot out there is people go to create either a digital product, a course, or a membership because they've usually been told by someone that that's the thing that they need to have, right? And usually this is like packaged up with like a webinar or some sort of, you know, resource or some sort of training that says that a course, a membership or a digital product is the answer to your prayers and you need to create this one thing in their structured blueprint that they want to sell you. And I kind of want to break down the barrier of that conversation and actually talk about all three of them separately because all three of them have merit. Um, All three of them can work really well for your business, provided that you have the right strategy for each of them. And I don't believe that every single person needs to have a course or a digital product or a membership. I think that sometimes you could have, I mean, I've got all three and I use all three. I've got clients that have got one or two or three. I've got some clients that have none because they go, that just doesn't suit my business model, right? So I really wanted to break down the barriers of you need to have a specific one and just talk about each one individually so that you can make a decision about what where you think the best way is to go for you and your business. Because another thing I see happen a lot is that people will go and create one of these options and they rush into it. And then you end up with a digital product that you've built this whole funnel for or this course or something that you've created that then isn't selling for you because maybe it's the wrong format and you're not aligned to it. Or maybe, um, you know, the 
process to sell the thing wasn't taught to you or, you know, maybe you just rushed into it too quickly without thinking about all the other components that need to go with it, right? So that's really what I want to, you know, really break down today. So we are definitely going to go through each product in its entirety. So that's pretty much what I've just said is how do you know which digital offer is right for you? There's so many people at the moment that want to create digital offers. And when I say a digital offer, I mean something that's a digital offer. So a digital product, a course or a membership or group coaching program or something. And it's really knowing which one is right for you and which one is aligned to you, which is the right, which is, I think one of the key conversations missing in this space, right? Um, so Mel, yes, you've got a tiny offer, working on a signature course. Ash, I know you do a lot of courses and stuff, so that's cool. If anyone else is on, I know there's a few other people on there live. If you're just lurking, please feel free to comment. Let me know where you're at in terms of digital offers and, um, yeah, feel free to engage as we keep going. So I guess the thing I wanted to kind of, you know, cover off first is that and for those of you out there that are listening to this that are going okay I don't actually have a digital offer I'm thinking about doing it because I want to get out of the one-to-one service model there's another um there's another thing conversation that I want to have is that a digital offer is leveraged it's not passive right and often too this is another reason I see people getting into digital products courses or memberships is that there's this whole conversation around this laptop lifestyle and this passive income and you're going to make money while you sleep and all that sort of thing. And it's just not true, right? Online courses and digital products are a leveraged income source. So what I mean by that is they still work. Like they are 100% still work. Um, but I guess, you know, the key differences is if you've got a one-to-one service model currently, this is kind of what that looks like, right? In a one-to-one service model, there's limited capacity, right? There's only so many clients you can take on at a time. It's not overly scalable because you do reach an income ceiling. So you can't sell the same thing repeatedly over and over again to multiple people. It's one-to-one. You have to deliver a service or you and your team need to deliver a service. And, you know, really the only way to scale out in a one-to-one service model is to have a team. So then you're looking at having some sort of, you know, a larger business model. You're looking at having some sort of agency or something like that um, to be able to scale out your business. And some people just don't want to get into managing staff. Like some people love being a solopreneur and only having that micro business where it's them and only a couple of other people, right? So, um this is where digital products can be, a digital offers can be really good because they are very leveraged, they are scalable and they are uncapped income and capacity. And this is, I think, that whole passive income thing comes in is there's that, that differentiation of uncapped potential and passive income, right, is that digital products, digital offers are, are uncapped in the sense that you can sell them multiple times over and over to different people, right, without necessarily having to do any more work. They are leveraged and upped in terms of potential, but they're not, you know, they're not a cure-all either. So, Ash, sometimes I feel like I have too much happening and need to streamline it. Totally, I totally understand that. Um, I'm not keen for more than a few team members. Yeah, and I can appreciate that and I'm the same, you know. Like I, I like to keep it small and simple. But this is the thing is digital offers will help you, you know, really break through those income ceilings while still having that micro business that you want, right, without having to go out into agency style. Um, cool, what's Mel saying? He's interested in a membership. That's cool where you could hold co-working sessions. Yep. Balancing value for customer and my time profitability. That is a great question and we will cover all of that. So where does it go wrong? So again, as I said before, people rush into it without a strategy. Maybe it's not really aligned to you or your business or your audience. And this is usually where I find people have been sold a solution by somebody, but they've got into it without thinking about is it truly aligned to them. And then the last thing is there's no selling system. So you've been you've created it, but you haven't been shown how to sell the damn thing, right? So that's where I want to break things down to because I think it's so important that if you get taught how to do something that you also get taught how to sell it as well. 
So we need to consider what's right for your audience, what can be validated in terms of a service or in terms of an offer, what can be validated, what's right for your business model and what's right for you too ultimately because you have to be the one to show up and sell it. So it needs to be aligned to you as well and you need to be able to show up and sell that thing and I think that alignment piece is something that's also extremely missing in the conversation as well. Um, profitability is also obviously extremely important, but alignment to you, your business and your values is also super important as well. So for those of you that don't know me, I know most of you will, but just in case, I usually get a few people on these lives that haven't met before. And the group has grown a lot since I've done a live stream last. So I thought I'd do a quick little intro. So I'm Stacey Marie. I am the owner of this group. I run the social hub, which is my digital marketing business. And I'm also really a digital business mentor. So it in terms of helping you show up online and build out your digital business with digital assets like courses, products, podcasting, that sort of thing. That is like my jam, all of that stuff. And I kind of have this saying that I like to help you own your brilliant shine on social media and amplify your business with digital offers and do it all without the mum guilt and burnout. So I'm all about finding the easy way to do things without too much overwhelm. So here's the thing with digital offers is that they can be overcomplicated and they don't need to be <laughs> overcomplicated. Like they really don't need to be as overcomplicated as what they can often be made out to be. So you can 100% sell your offer regardless of your audience size. Like there's a lot of conjecture out there about audience size. You can totally sell it regardless. It just means that you need to align your strategy to the size of your audience and, and being able to grow your audience as well. And particularly when you look into courses and memberships and launch processes, oftentimes that process will help you grow your audience anyway. So you don't need to have a huge audience to launch any of these things. You just need to have the right strategy for you, so not a cookie-cutter approach, to be able to sell it in line with your current situation in terms of what your business and your audience look like. Um, you know, you also want to be able to do it without having to rely on spending thousands of dollars on paid ads. You know, Paid ads are something that you really need to invest in. Now, you either need to A, invest, you know, good money in learning how to do them well, or you need to invest good money in having someone do them for you. Because otherwise, these days, if you don't know how to navigate paid ads, you are going to throw money at Facebook for no reason and get nowhere with it. So, you want to really be able to maximize the organic benefits of being able to sell these, sell these products without having to rely on paid ads. And I don't believe that you need to rely on paid ads to sell any of them. You want to be able to create, launch and sell them profitably also without getting launch fatigue. Um, and what I mean by that, particularly for someone that goes on to create courses and memberships, you can get, and I have definitely got into what I call launch fatigue. And that's where you're consistently launching new things all the time, constantly running, you know, webinars and challenges and being in this constant flow of launching and you end up burning out and getting fatigued. So you want to know how to make them profitable without that happening as well. And you also want to know how to do them no matter what tech skills you have, you know, you want to be able to know that this is possible for you and it totally is, regardless of whether you're a total tech head or whether you have design skills or not. Um, so really what that involves then is leveraging your offer not by hustle but by profitability um, and you're leveraging, leveraging your offer by profitability, alignment with your business model and alignment with your values. Because let's face it, some of you guys will create a digital offer not for it to be the main thing that you sell, for it to be part of what you do, right? So you want to make sure that your launch process and what you're, you know, what you're putting into it reflects where it sits in your business model, that it is aligned and also that it's aligned with your values. Particularly when you get to your launch process, um, you really want to make sure your launch process is aligned with your values because there's a lot of launch processes out there. There is not every launch, not every way that launching is, is taught is created equal. And some of them can be really icky in terms of how launching can be taught by people. So 
you know, if you're talking about really making sure you've got a profitable, leveraged digital offer, um, it's got to have that, that alignment that alignment to your business and your values because that's really going to help you generate more income and scale it faster if it is. Um, Ashley, launch fatigue, 100%. I hit launch fatigue. I've hit it twice in the last 12 months, once last year and once um, only a few months ago. And I think that's been a direct reflection of why I haven't been doing many live streams lately. You would have noticed that I've done a lot more podcasting, but not as many live streams because I was just fatigued. I was just fatigued from being on a constant um, hamster wheel, I would call it, of, of launching all the time. All right, so today we're going to break down each one, digital product, course, and membership, and we're going to talk about them in terms of conversion, profitability, tech stack, and also alignment. So as we go, please pop any questions in the chat, um, in the comments. If you're watching the replay, please pop your questions in. I will always come back um, as I can and circle back and answer any of them for you. So let's talk first about digital products. So let's first of all break down what is a digital product. And I actually did a podcast episode on this last week. If you're listening back in real time, it will be podcast episode number 78, um, which is, is your business ready for a digital product or something like that? And I talked about what is um, a digital product, which can sound really foundational, but what I often see happening is people creating digital products that are in actual fact a service <laughs> that people can buy digitally. They're not a digital product. So a digital product is something where the end-to-end deliverance happens online and it requires no facilitation from you. It's fully automated. Um, and obviously, it's not a physical product. So it's not something that has to be posted, right? Um but really, it's that digital product is you've got to think about it in terms of that whole end-to-end process of customer buys it, they receive it, you know, via an email in their inbox, they download it, they use it. That all happens automa- in, in an automation. It all happens without you facilitating that process and it's all delivered online. So Sometimes what I see people do is they'll create what they call a digital product, but then it requires them to deliver that product manually to the client or they have to do some sort of editing. So I've seen like, um, you know, graphic designers sometimes do what they call a digital product, but what it is is it's like a template that then they edit and then send and package it up and send it back. That's a service, right? So a digital product is full end-to-end done online um, and the purchaser downloads it and uses it, you are not involved in that process at all. So the features of a digital product is it's normally a lower cost product. So like kind of like $100 or less would be a digital product, right? Obviously, there's going to always be exceptions to the rule and there will sometimes be digital products that warrant a higher price tag than that. But anyone who's purchasing a digital product, and most of the time, it's going to be course creators, coaches, and service providers that are creating digital products, right? So um, your audience is usually looking for something at that lower price point. It's like an entry level, right, to them potentially you know, working with you in that higher capacity, which would be like, say, something one-to-one in a service or coaching or buying a larger like group coaching program or something. So it definitely is normal that normally that lower price point. It needs to be able to be purchased online via like an online cart system and then delivered via an email and obviously delivered by an email automation. Um, Again, where I see some people going wrong, and it's normally tech issues that cause this, is that they'll create something and people buy it on their website, but they don't know how to connect it with their email service provider. And then they're manually sending out this stuff to people via email. That's not long-term scalable and profitable for you because you're having to be involved in that end-to-end process. So this is where digital products can be a little bit more top-heavy in terms of you have to have all the strategy, the product, the system, the delivery, everything created before you launch it. 
um, including the creation of the actual product that you choose. So it can be top heavy in the sense that all the work is done before it's launched. But once it's done, then it's that ongoing income stream from something that you're not really touching, right? You know, much at all afterwards. Um, So some examples of that would be templates are a great digital product, things like Canva templates, Trello boards, Asana workflows, landing page templates, um, all sorts of other workflows and things that you can purchase online. That would be a digital product. So again, nothing that needs to be posted, something that people can download and use. Some other things I've seen is like Lightroom presets, um, you know, Things, anything that can be downloaded and used that would, you know, obviously relate to what it is that you do and how you help people. Um, trackers are another great digital product. Ebooks um, are usually something that people get started with a lot first because they're a little bit simpler in terms of creation um, systems. So, like for example, I've mapped out my entire content creation system using Trello. Um, And that's a digital product that I have inside of my social hub shop. Also smaller video trainings. Now I'm going to say like a smaller video training, like a tiny offer style one. So more of a larger module based course, I would call that a course, not a digital product. Um, So an example of that would be inside of the social hub shop. I've got my stories and reels vault, which is just purely like a micro, um, like a real micro niche product in terms of social media because it's just talking about stories and reels, whereas like a larger generic social media course that covers everything would be a course, not a digital product. Does that kind of make sense? So if you're doing like a, a video training or something as a digital product, it's going to be quite reasonably like a targeted niche, niche topic rather than something bigger and broader, which would then be um, put into like a course because you're going to have to build out more content for it. Um, so any, basically anything you see in my social hub shop would be considered like a digital product. And I only launched that like two weeks ago. So I've definitely been living in digital product land for quite some time, um, building that out and, and getting that ready. And it's been a labor of love. I've absolutely loved it. Um, 100%. So as I said, I have actually had and still have to this day, all three in my business model. I'm not saying that that is for everybody, but it is for me. Um, So I have digital products, I have courses, and I have memberships. And I also do group coaching programs. I've tried all, right? So this is why I wanted to have this conversation because it's something I can weigh in on because I've done them all. So the thing, and now this is where we're going to get into now the strategy. Okay. So this is the stuff that most people don't talk about on their front line. And this is why I wanted to have this conversation. So the strategy with a digital product is low cost, high unit sold, right? So if you look at e-commerce as an average conversion rate for e-commerce is about one to 2%. So you can imagine that's quite a lot of $7 ebooks or quite a lot of $19 Trello boards or quite a lot of $33 mini video trainings that you need to sell to make a, you know, full-time income off a digital product. So when you're creating a digital product, you need to have in mind that you need to sell a high amount of units to offset the fact that it is a lower cost. So that can be where people come undone because what people think is, oh, I'll put this digital product on my website and it will just sell because it's so awesome and I fully believe in it and it's going to help people. And that might necessarily be the case, like it probably does help people, but you still need to drive traffic to that product like you do any offer that you have, right? And there is a saying that it takes just as much effort to get a $50 client as it does to get a $5,000 client. So if you're going to go down the road of building out digital products, you need to also carve out time in your promotional rhythm and in your launch phasing to incorporate driving traffic to those digital products as well. So you kind of need to think about what 
rate do you need it to convert at for it to be profitable for you? And I would look at that in the sense of what are all the other things that you offer in terms of services? Do you have other courses and other services that you do? How many would you want to sell each week or each month as a unit base for it to be profitable for you to invest in creating a digital product, right? Um, you know, for some of you, you might outsource design or graphic design or something like that for them as well. So you might want to incorporate that into, you know, your kind of profitability matrix as such. The other thing you need to consider is how you're going to get traffic there. So with a low cost, high unit sold sort of strategy, what you need to think about is, okay, what's your conversion rate for traffic now? So if you've got 5,000 Instagram followers and you get this many hits on your website and landing pages already this month, so let's say you get, I don't know, 500 hits a month from your, and you've got 5,000 followers, from those 500 hits a month, how many people buy what? What's your already your conversion rate? And then what would that need to increase by to make a digital product um, profitable for you? Now, it could just be that you need to tweak your social media strategy to get more traffic across and that's totally easy to do. Or it could mean that at some point you may consider looking to do paid ads. Again, I don't believe you have to do them. I think that you can definitely make these things profitable having a really good integrated organic strategy as well. But you just need to be aware that you need to generate the traffic for them to convert at a profitable rate for you. The things that you'll need in terms of tech for a digital product, you'll need an online cart, you'll need the tech to create the chosen product. So if you're creating templates or something, do you have Canva? Do you need? Do you know how to use it or do you need to outsource that? Um, it's not actually that costly to outsource getting these things created by a virtual assistant or a designer or someone who knows how to do them well. But if you're going to do that, you obviously want to, again, incorporate that into your profit matrix too. You'll need an in email service provider to deliver the products with and integrate in with your cart or your shop if you're creating a whole shop. And if you're doing any sort of mini video trainings, you'll need to be able to record that video and host it somewhere. Honestly, like Zoom is good enough to do that and you can use usually use a free account to do that. Um, and most sort of like landing pages you can even embed with like YouTube. So it doesn't need to be overly complicated. You could embed, you know, an a YouTube clip or something into a landing page if that's what you had to do, um, you know, with a good email sequence or something. So it doesn't have to be a full-on course portal that you're paying for to do that. You can do it really simply if that's what you want to do. But the benefits are, and, you know, I think we need to always come back to this is what the benefits are, is that a digital product can meet your audience where they're at. So what I mean by that is that if your audience most people that come into your audience are not going to be ready to buy your premium service straight away. And some people will never be ready to buy that service. I think we just need to be honest about that. Some people that come into your sphere are going to be more savvy and they're not going to need the full premium offer that you give them. So a digital product can be great because it can meet people where they're at. It can either meet really savvy people that just need that smaller um, entry-level sort of product from you. It can also meet people where they're at in terms of they're not ready to invest in that higher-level service or program yet. So it meets them where they're at in the fact that they're in that earlier stage of the funnel and you actually convert them at that earlier stage, which then means that they're more likely to convert into something higher paying later as well. It can also increase the value of your one-to-one -one services. So if you're still offering one-to-one -one services or you've got group services even, Having lower level entry level products can help you increase the value of those because you're meeting more people where they're at at that, you know, bottom stage, like that more entry stage of the funnel. So it means that you can increase those one-to-one -one services fully automated, which is a really great benefit. And they don't require a lot of editing once they're done. But as I said, the whole process has to be created before you launch it. So it's very top heavy in the creation phase. Um, so digital products are really good if you love automated and low touch, um, and that you really don't want to be involved in the delivery process, or as I said, it's great as an integrated low cost offer. So if you're really finding that maybe it's, um, 
you know, you're not getting the conversion rates for your higher end offers, having a digital product can be great at that lower end to help start getting people into your client base at an entry level rather than trying to always feed them into something premium. You know, all good business owners have entry level products, even, you know, people who write books that cost 20 to $30, digital products, um, you know, little mini sessions or things like that. Like this sort of entry-level service or entry-level product or entry-level option, it's across all stages of business, but just digital products are one way that you can do that. All right, let's talk now about online courses. So in this section, I'm going to be talking about an online course in the form of a self-paced course. Um, so what that means is it's a course that someone, that people can buy and they work through it themselves. So this wouldn't be one where you've added in like a Facebook group or anything like that. I'll touch on that a little bit at the end. Um, so, but we're going to, for the purpose of talking about online courses, that's what I mean when I say online course. So there was a few other people live who has online courses here or who's looking to maybe create an online course. I'd love to know if you want to pop that in the comments. So What's an online course? So an online course is something that teaches you an end-to-end process. There's usually a set kind of amount of learning units or modules is what is the terminology for it. Um, but the process, the thing is it teaches an end-to-end process from one, you know, one module one, two, three, four, five, and six. And by the end of that, they've learned your process system, blueprint, um, whatever it is to do X, Y, Z. So my courses, you know, social media courses teach my strategy for being able to sell on social media, right? And it, over the six modules, that's what you learn by the end of it, right? Um, they require somewhere to host the content. Again, this doesn't have to be overcomplicated or expensive. Um, and they can be fully automated in terms of you may hear the word evergreen going around in terms of online courses, which means that you can create an automated funnel where you don't deliver like a live webinar or lead magnet or anything like that. Um, or they can be live launched, which means that you would run something live where people interact with you live and then you sell it at the end of that. So you can do either either with these. It just depends what um, aligns to the right strategy for your course and your business. So the features of a course is it's like a mid-range price point. So, you know, I would say that kind of like, oh, one to 200 to kind of four to $500 mark. Um, they're purchased via a landing page with an online cart. They're delivered usually via a series of videos and downloadables with an integrated email service provider and a series of emails as well. So some examples of those, I've got three up in my shop, is podcast strategy and winning with webinars. So again, a course is going to be a reasonably like it's going to be a focused thing that they learn end to end in that process, right? Because it's not ongoing. It's they learn one thing in this set of modules and once they've learned it, then they go and do the thing. So the three courses there is podcast, which is my um, three-step training series to create, launch and scale your own podcast strategy, which is all just on social media strategy and content creation. And then winning with webinars is my webinar process to be able to scale your courses with webinars. And they're all they all range from $122 to $222 from as a price point, right? And they're all completely self-paced. So the strategy for these, again, is that like it's more of a mid-range price point with mid-range units sold. So it's not like you still need to have high traffic, but because it's that higher price point, it's obviously converting with a little bit more profitability already, right? Because it is that higher price point. So yes, you still need high traffic, but you can afford to sell a few less because you don't need to sell $537 eBooks <laughs> instead if you're selling a $300 course, right? And again, it's going to all depend on your own profit matrix, what makes this profitable for you. But conversion rate standards are 1.5 to 2%. That's, that's average though. 
Um, when I've sold my courses and group coaching programs, I have my average conversion rate was 5% and higher. Um, that's what I teach in my Winning with webinars and I also teach in the course project as well is that process. So that's average. It doesn't mean to say it's going to be your average. I know people that convert a lot higher than that, but we're talking averages. So if you're getting started, work on an average, then figure out what your average is and then build it out from there, right? So um, what's kind of required is that if you're going to go evergreen, so as in it's going to be they download something, maybe it's an ebook or a webinar or something like that that they work through on their own and then you sell it at the end of that and then they buy their course. So it's like that freebie and then they get your course from there and you evergreen that with an automated funnel. It, you're probably looking at it definitely being that 1% to 2% on evergreen. So you are going to be looking at needing high traffic to convert it profitably. Um, this is where live launching comes in because if you add in live launches, you can maximize your intakes because people get access to you. Um, they can see what it's like to work with you and they go, yeah, cool, I'll buy your course because I love what you've given me here for free, right? And they people love that when it's live. Um, so you just need to work out what that conversion rate is. If it's a two, $300 course, how many of those do you want to sell each month for it to be profitable for you to create it? and continually edit it. So the thing with the courses is that they do need editing, um, depending obviously on what sort of industry you're in. I know with social media, I was constantly having to edit my courses, which is why I moved over to a membership model because I found that plug and play a little bit easier for me to keep up with the constant changes of social media. If you're in an industry where there's not a lot of changes, um, that have to be accounted for, you may find that your courses don't require that much editing and tweaking very often, right? Again, it can be organic or paid traffic, um, but you're just going to need to consider what, how much traffic is going to your website now, what's your conversion rate already look like, and how you're going to get the traffic there, particularly if it's evergreen, um, to get people into your course and what does that profitability look like for you in you know, in your business. Again, if your main thing that you do is a service offer, say you're a VA and your main thing that you do is that you serve people with VA services, your course might just be something that meets people where they're at at that, you know, more entry level or sort of mid-range level through the funnel. And once they've done your course, then maybe, you know, they're probably a prime candidate to do your one-on-one -on -one service. So again, it's also going to depend. Is this going to be the main thing that you do or is it just going to be part of what you offer? You know what I mean? So what you're going to need is a landing page with like cart software, recording software, um, software to create downloadables, <clears throat> remembering that this is all digital that they're doing. You're going to need an email service provider, a host platform, so somewhere where you can host your course. Now, just getting started super easy. You can host them in Facebook groups. I've done that before. I know plenty of people that have. You don't need to go out and invest in Kajabi at $150 a month <laughs> every single month just to get started with courses. You can start it so simply just by hosting it in a Facebook group if that's what you need to do, right? Um, there's also other platforms that are a lower entry level. I know Ash who's live here uses New Zenla and you love that. Podia is pretty good too at $39 a pop per month. So um, it doesn't need to be overly expensive to, um, you know, have a host platform, but you're going to need to consider where do you host that content, right? Um, and you're also going to need a lead magnet. So some sort of freebie like a PDF or webinar or something like that. So you need to think about, you know, what are you going to create that's going to lead people to this course that you've got? Let's have a look at the comments, Ash. I love my content in one of my courses, but as I've grown, so has my message. So I guess I fear that reselling something that isn't 100% authentic. So it's funny that you say that, and I think that's a really good conversation because I actually found one of my old courses. It was called the 21-Day Content Queen Challenge. And then I found another couple of my old courses. I had like the Facebook Focus Project, and I'd had this really icky energy around them, and I would thought, oh, you know, don't like those courses and then the other day I thought I'm just going to go and have a listen to them and I was listening to them not all of them just some of them and I was like you know what these are actually really good <laughs> and I thought I'm going to resell them 
as a self-paced course at obviously a you know a low price point because the market's changed as well since I created them. Like I would sell them at a lower price point now because people are way more savvy with what they're doing online too. So it reflects the changes in that. Um, and definitely my message has grown and I have grown, but everything that was in there was really good content. And I think still 100% relevant to some people at the level that they would need it at. Um, I definitely have found some of my older courses and trainings that I wouldn't resell again. Um, so I think you've just got to, you know, is the energy that you think it's it's not good when in actual fact it probably is good for some people in your audience, right? And it would just meet some of them where they're at now without having to buy into something larger. Yeah. So, yeah, I found it three of my old courses that I'm going to package up as like tiny offers. Um, and I think people will love them. I've moved on from them but I think there are definitely people in my audience that will love them and they'll meet a need for sure. Hmm, I'm just going to have a sip of water, guys. All right, but obviously the benefits of a course are really cool, right? So, again, they meet your audience where they're at in terms of they're not ready to invest in something higher ticket at the time. They can increase the value of your one-to-one services. So if you're putting together a course and your one-to-one service is only a little bit more than that, great time to increase your one-to-one prices um, and get that get get those layered prices going in your business you know that really reflect the time and energy that you can put into your put into your clients self-paced can be fully automated obviously if you include a live launching um, system then you're going to need to consider that because it's not fully automated but is mostly automated um, And the great thing about courses is you can get paid to validate them before you build them. So, um, you know, when you're creating a course, you don't necessarily have to have it all created when you launch it, unlike a digital product, which has to be very all done at the front end before you launch. A course can be created over time and, and, you know, you can validate your offer and have people buy the course before you create it and in essence get paid to create the thing, right? So, which is how I teach course creation, particularly for new offers um, inside the course project. So that's one huge benefit of courses is that you can definitely get paid to validate and create them as opposed to a digital product. So they're great, again, for if you like automated and low touch so that you don't necessarily want to be involved in ongoing delivery um, or it's you know, an integrated lower cost offer that meets your audience where you're at and is just part of your offer suite. All right, so the next one is a membership. Now, you guys know I love memberships. I have a membership. I love my membership. I love being a part of memberships. But they're often also kind of touted as like this, recurring income like dream boat right that is going to solve all of your income problems and then and not necessarily is that the case because not all memberships are created equal ash love the course creation project thank you i love that program too it's got a very special place in my heart um so what is a membership so a membership as opposed to like a digital product or a self-paced course is something where there's ongoing content or ongoing support and and mentoring it's like usually some form of drip fed content where things are coming out regularly um so and and sort of digital memberships can form many different sort of variables so there's some that are like um you know where it'll be like like a digital product membership where you get new products added all the time and you can access them for free if you pay a monthly fee or you can buy buy them standalone. So that's not necessarily ongoing membership, right? Um, It's not an ongoing um, membership in terms of support and mentoring, but it's ongoing in in the sense that you're constantly creating new content that has to go into that content membership. Um, if you're a coach, you're probably looking at a membership, including some form of mentoring or support or something ongoing like that, right? Um, but it would definitely drip fed. Um, 
a lot of memberships will be like a plug and play learning rather than an end-to-end system. And the reason for that is that when you start a membership, you're going to start it at a reasonably lower cost, right? And so you're only going to have a certain amount of content. And then as you grow it and evolve it, it's like, okay, well, I come in, what do I need help with? Oh, I can pull that out of the membership here. I can pull that out of the membership from here. So it's like that plug and play learning where there's like a whole big portal or a whole big set of resources and the, and the user or the member grabs what they need as opposed to a course with an end-to-end process like bang, 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 bang. Um, so it's definitely very different in terms of how you facilitate, but it's also quite different in terms of learning capability as well. Um, so you will need a host if you're going to allow evergreen content. Some memberships don't allow evergreen content. It's like, here's this week's content and off you go. Um, obviously, if you allow evergreen content, you're probably going to consider at some point in time to put your price up for your membership, you know, because it's going to need to be more profitable based on the amount of content you've got in there. In there. So the Social Collective started off at $29 a month is now at um, $333 for three months because it's fully plug and play, but it's also everything's replayable. So everything that I've built over the last 18 months or longer since I started it is available in the members portal. It's worth more than $29 a month, right? But at the beginning, people had to wait for content. So it was, you know, it was it was a, a good value um, in terms of investment to content ratio, you know. Um, and again, they can be fully automated or they can be live launched. It's going to depend what what suit what meets your business needs and your your personal values as well. Um, features. So the features of a membership is usually a low to mid-range recurring payment ongoing. So usually memberships are going to be like that $29 to $49 mark. That's usually where they start and then we'll kind of go up from there. Um, I've seen some memberships be like reasonable price point, like a few hundred dollars a month. Um, I'm not saying that they wouldn't be worth it, but in terms of investment, if someone's going to be needing to spend $1,200 over three months to be a part of your membership, you're going to want to make sure that there's a crap load of value for them to consume in that three months. If they're going, let's say it's 400 bucks a month or something. So you're going to want to make sure it's full of value for them to invest that amount of money. Um, or would it be better off in like a course situation with ongoing group support? This is where I see like I'm seeing a lot of higher price pointed memberships now and I'm kind of like, oh, okay, should that be more of like a course and then they get the ongoing support, you know, kind of like what Money Bootcamp is with Denise Duffield-Thomas would be a great example of that. Um, so usually it's going to be that low to mid-range recurring payment ongoing um, it's going to be purchased via a landing page with a cart delivered via a series of videos and downloadables. You're going to need an email service provider. You're also going to need somewhere for your community to live. So you're going to need a Facebook group um, or, I don't know, a, I don't know, an Instagram. You're going to have an Instagram page or account just for that with a, a, a DM thread. Are you going to have another off-site sort of app? Most people use Facebook groups just because it's so easy. You're also going to need tech to facilitate any support events. So like inside the social collective, we do co-working sessions, content planning sessions. Um, I did a content planning session this morning in the social collective and I'll use Zoom for that. So are you going to need any other tech to support anything like that? And, you know, what, what are people going to get? Like if they get access to you, where does that end? Is it a Facebook group? Is it ongoing content? Are you constantly creating new stuff? Are you going to have support events that you do in there, coaching calls regularly, you know, that sort of thing? And that's obviously going to be different depending on each person's strategy for their membership, right? All right, so the strategy is kind of like that mid to high range intake and what you're looking for here, and this is where it's very different to a course, is the aim of the game for to have a profitable membership is retention. So the conversion rate, again, is that 1.5 to 2%. It could be higher depending on your launch process. And as I said, my conversion rates have been a lot higher than that 1% to 2%. But you're looking at retention is average six months, right? 
Um, so when I say average three months, I mean that the average amount of time that people will stay in an ongoing recurring payment plan situation because that's what a membership is. It's an ongoing recurring payment, which is an ongoing recurring income for you, is three months. So what you need to think about is that if it's, so say you bring on 10 people, right, when you launch it, and in three months' time, those 10 people will probably not be there. So you need to have, you know, ongoing people coming in to make up for the fact that people are going to drop out because there's attrition and also too for growth. So it's going to, again, look different for every single membership, but you will figure out eventually what your numbers are in terms of what's my attrition rate, how many people leave in what time frame, you know, do I usually get this many cancellations each month, which means I need to also get replace those people plus get new people for growth. Um, And which means then that you need to have that mid to high range intake to account for the fact that there is attrition. Okay. So it is, and also too, if if you've got a membership that's like $29 a month, for you to be profitable and be making a 5K month out of that, that's a lot of $49 a month memberships to be on a five-figure a month income from. Okay, remembering that it can cost and take just as much to for someone to spend $50 a month with you as it can for them to spend $500 straight up, you know. Um, so what's required? Again, high traffic for Evergreen if you're going to Evergreen the process, live launches to maximise intakes. You need to work out what your conversion matrix is to be profitable. You need to get it down to some sort of system where it's low cancellation rates as well, as low as possible. So how are you going to get long-term retention and increase out that attrition rate past three months? Um, Any editing that needs to happen and also too, are you looking at organic or paid? So remembering that memberships are ongoing income, they're also an ongoing payment plan and some people like that, some people don't right? I don't mind it so much. You know, we pay for subscriptions for everything these days, Netflix, everything. But also too, people can get a bit tired and fatigued by the membership model. So you need to make sure that you are delivering on the value. But I will say this, you can end up sometimes with a full-time job from a membership because it's continual updating, continual support, continual content, right? Um, So you can very quickly and easily get yourself into a full-time job, (laughs) the membership, which if you're not getting that intake that you need can end up sometimes not being as profitable as creating a course. Um, Ash, can you please explain co-working sessions to me? I hear it a lot but have no idea what it means. So co-working, when we do a co-working session in the social collective, we jump on Zoom together and we just use Pomodoro. So um, I facilitate it. We all say what we're working on. We break out for 20 minutes, do some work, come back, check in with each other, break out for 20 minutes, do some work, come back. It just goes for two hours, just a nice way for everyone to connect and get some work done. And we just bring whatever work we're working on. The content planning sessions are to plan content, though, so that's a bit more structured. Um, so, yeah, so that's kind of like the strategy and some of the nuts and bolts people aren't talking about in terms of memberships, though. In saying that, I absolutely adore them and love having memberships in my business model. So what you're going to need is landing page with cart software, recording software, software to create your downloadables, email service provider, host, all the similar sort of stuff that you're going to need for a course. But you're also going to need somewhere to host your community and time to support your community as well. So um, that's probably the biggest thing. Um, Obviously, one of the huge benefits, though, of a membership is the recurring income stream. So once you start to get a decent amount of members in there, you know you've got that income to rely on. And oftentimes it's going to be, and when I say often, I mean like nine out of 10 times or 10 out of 10 times, it is going to be a slow burn, right? And again, you've probably got other services that you're doing on top of all of this as well. So you need to have carved out in your promotional rhythm time to filter people into 
your membership. You need to have your funnels that get people in there in terms of like an evergreen webinar or challenge or something like that that drives people to that membership. But the benefits are the recurring income, obviously. It meets your audience where they're at. So again, it's something that's a bit lower of a price point. It can increase your one-on-one prices and it can be fully automated if that's what you want to do. Um, But yeah, it's not the answer to all your prayers in terms of recurring income, but I still love the membership model and will always have one in my business. So here's the thing in terms of alignment though. It's for you if you love high touch and community where you facilitate a conversation and support. Um, And if you love recurring income, but you're not put off by attrition. So like I, and this is probably the main reason why I love memberships is it actually meets my personal values. I love community. It's a huge part of my value set. So I love being a part of one. I love facilitating a community as well. That's what I love probably the most about the model. Um, And when I say recurring income, but are not put off by attrition, you have got to have the mindset to be able to cop cancellations. So if that's going to gut you every time someone wants to cancel, which is just the nature of the game, people cancel, it's not about you, it's never about you, um, then, you know, do you need to do some work around that before you were, you know, before you get into, into memberships? Now, I will just touch on really quickly an integrated approach because um, it's something we have, I haven't spoken about yet. And that is where you have like a course with group support. So um, that is where you'd have like an online course with like ongoing group support. And I've had that in my business before and it works really well. One of the good things about having a course with ongoing group support is you can increase the price. So because they get that ongoing access to you when they buy your $2,000, $3,000, $5,000 course, it helps you kind of be able to increase that price because they get that ongoing support all the time. It also creates community and increases the value again of that course by adding that ongoing community aspect to it. But it does require larger launches, a bit more of a larger launch plan because it's increasing the value and the price point of what you're offering. And it does require ongoing work because it's kind of that mix of membership style support mechanisms but they're really buying like your end-to-end process as such. And that's what I would call an integrated approach. All righty. So do you know which one is for you? Has that answered any questions for you, for those of you listening, in terms of which one you feel is more aligned to you or which one you feel that you would move forward with now? Um, after answering some of those questions. So if you are a digital product babe, maybe you're wanting to branch into digital products and maybe you've got courses already and want to start creating some, um, then I do have a workshop coming up. It's called Digi Diva and it's on the 27th to the 29th of July. It's a three-day live workshop Day one is all about strategy, two is creation, three is launch process, and it's to help you create your dream digital product that is profitable and also scalable. So inside of this workshop, we will go through the full process to create a digital product strategy that's going to work for your business, how to create the thing, how to launch the thing. So each session is comes with a one-hour learning strategy delivery, like a, you know, I'm going to deliver the information that you need to learn and one hour of Q&A and support time with me where we'll sit down and go, round robin, what's your digital product? You'll say, this is what I'm going to create or this is what I'm thinking of creating, you know, and we'll map out the strategy of your product. So on day one, we'll work out what's the product that you're going to create. Day two, we'll work out how you're going to create it. And day three, we work out how you're going to launch it. The thing I love about doing this in a live workshop setting is that I actually get to hands-on help you craft all of those things because it's got the support and Q&A mechanism in it if you join the live um, workshop series. You'll get full access to the replays for life and I've included as bonuses my social media launch templates and Trello content planning system. So that's $122 for the live workshop. I am going to put it together in a digital product that will go as like a mini course in my shop. Um, That will come with 
a series of videos to help you create um, your own shop. But that will be based on using like WooCommerce and um, MemberPress. Um, so it won't be as, it, it definitely is going to have like all the, the like the learning sessions but you just won't obviously as a digital product and or an online course get the benefit of asking the questions from me. So the workshop means you get access to me, um, whereas when I release it as a, an end-to-end digital product, um, you don't get the access to me with it. However, when you buy it, you can, if you buy the workshop, you can also add on one-on-one mentoring through Boxer as well. So um, there is the option to do the workshop and also um get some one-to-one support while you build it. Oh, I've got some questions here. Hang on two seconds. Um, How do you learn all the tech behind everything? (laughs) Depends what tech you use. So this is where, you know, with a workshop like this, we would work out, and this is why I've integrated with the the live workshop, the one-hour session afterwards to be like, okay, this is what you need to do. This is, you know, how you would go and create it. Um, and we work out the easiest sort of tech system. Um, so when I do the end-to-end, like create your shop, it will only be tutorials using WordPress with WooCommerce and um, MemberPress. I'm not going to get into creating tutorials for Shopify and every other cart system on the sun. So it'll just include those those specific ones, which are still replicatable across different platforms. So um, cool. I thought there was another question there, but that's all good. Um, yes, so that is at the end of July. The links to be able to get that are in the caption for today and also will go out in the email when I send the replay. If you are a course or membership creator, then the course project is for you. So the course project is like my four-step system to create or your course or membership and launch it. And it, the four modules are Roadmap, which help you validate your offer, titles and tagline structure, Deliver, so how to pack up your value, pricing strategy, bonuses, tech, so how to map out your tech, and then your launch process, so how you actually sell the thing. And it includes like module slide decks, profit calculators, webinar slide decks, um, copy and social media templates and email sequences. So it's all kind of mapped out for you as well. Um, And that is now as a self-paced course. It no longer comes with any group access anymore um, and is now $333. Um, but I, what I have done is put in the Q&A recordings from the previous round so you can watch them in a replay um, if that's what is suitable for you. And really, I think it's, you know, the whole point is that this was designed to kind of help you choose what is your poison. So whatever you choose for your digital offer, it's the outcome is the same, Right. You want it to be profitable, you want it to be scalable, and you want it to help you make more money and convert more clients the easy way, right? So it is 100% this was designed as a conversation starter. It was designed to show you what's possible with all of them because the end result is the same and the end result is possible. You just need to create a strategy that is going to help you get there at the end of the day, right? Um, And make make whatever digital offer it is that you create um, the best that it can possibly be and have it work for you and your business model. So what you need to do to get your spot secured in either the workshop or in the course project is the links are in the caption um, for the live stream. This is also going to go out to my mailing list. So if you're on my list, you can keep your papers peeled for that too. Um, if you purchase either, you get access to the course straight away and the workshop details get sent out to you. And they both come with optional one-to-one support, which you can add at checkout. Um, so if you do need a little bit of extra one-to-one support, that is available to you. And the final words I have for you, which is a cool quote from Seth Godin, you have everything you need to build something far bigger than yourself. So if you're looking at this thinking, this is just too much, it's too hard, it's not too hard, it's actually super simple. Um, And that's the whole purpose of these additional offers. If you feel that you need them, you can DIY them, like you can totally YouTube it and string it all together and off you go. But if you need that extra support, 
I am here to help you and they are the two ways that I can help you with any of those products to get them off the ground and become a profitable part of your business. So what will happen with this live stream is I will pop it into, I will pin it to the um, my page and also to my group um, and it will also go into the guide section of the Facebook group and um, the replay will also get sent out to my mailing list as well, as I said. Um, so, and it's also going to go onto my podcast. So you'll be able to find it, listen to it, consume it again at a later date. If you've got any questions about anything that I spoke about in here, or you want to ask me about either the course project or the DigiDiva workshop, please feel free just to comment below or to DM me. Super happy to have a DM chat with you about which one is right for you. The main thing is I want to make sure that you move forward with the choice of choosing the digital offer that is right for you. So if you want to strike up a conversation and let's chat about that, let's chat. Um, I'm totally here for that conversation because I really want to make sure that you um, make the decisions that are that are going to that are going to help you, not hinder you. Right? Um, cool. So there's a lot there. Thanks for sticking with me for the hour, guys. Thanks for listening to the Social Hub Podcast. You can find the show notes for today's episode over at all the W's, thesocialhubau.com forward slash podcast. And if you want to join me in my community and continue the conversation, jump over to Facebook and join the Social Media 101 Facebook group. Until then, stay classy. Stay classy.